great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Thriving Thursday on the Empowered in My Skin podcast. Are you ready to be inspired by chewable size episodes? Well, I think you are. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes! Welcome to the next episode where my co-host Gabriella Mamone joins me in another fabulous, short, and fun, and exciting, and empowering conversation. Over to you, girl. Oh, thank you. You said Gabriella like you were Italian today. Look at you, all multicultured. <laughs> Uh, so today's topic is mm. one that's maybe a little heavier, but very, very relevant. Mm-hmm. I know we empowering, but still very empowering. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, you know, when we take a look at in life, you know, who do you know that's had a, a headache? Everyone. Who do you know that's had a flu? Everyone. Uh, who do you know that's had COVID or knows someone that does? It's looking like everyone or most people have some kind of a connection, whether we've had, know someone that's had, or knows someone that knows someone that's had, because COVID is here, it's real, it's relevant, and we all have a story about it. So today, Ketchy, I would like to talk about your experience. I'm not sure your listeners know uh, that you have had an experience with COVID and uh, forgive me for putting you on the spot and feel free to share whatever you feel comfortable with sharing. We will understand if, if we're going too deep. Um, But I would really love to know how you prevailed because for the listeners listening, our dear friend, Nkechi, did have the novel coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So Nkechi, would you please share with us what that experience was like? Yeah, and I think as um, I was taking in your intro, what first of all comes to mind is the message that I want to really leave is thriving through, tr- your ability to thrive through mm-hmm. challenging, fearful times period irrespective of what they are it's possible and um and i think (laughs) what this experience has taught me is that everything i needed was already inside of me to get through it and once i caught up to that understanding i didn't have to wish i had this or wish that this had happened or wish whatever i just knew that I could tap into my inner and I would come out. And if my desire was to come out stronger, that's exactly where I would land. And that is my desire. And so, um, so just, you know, I'll just provide the brief and and, and the brief notes. Um, I'd actually caught it when I was in emergency for a completely different situation and as that, as the anti as the antibiotics of that that were needed to help me with that were were working, um, I start to feel better, and then all of a sudden I start to feel extremely lethargic, and the, and others, you know, not many other symptoms really came um, until I hit Easter Sunday, and I ju- had a temperature of thirty nine point seven, and I said I told my husband, and he took me back to emerge. 
And I was tested, um, not COVID tested, actually. And it's funny because I was sitting there in emergency and people beside me, like the woman beside me, her her and her daughter, she's pregnant. They were getting swabbed because um, her whole household had COVID. And um, and then the other man on the other side of me, and I was like, are they going to swab me? And she's like, I'm not quite sure, you know? So I... Uh, uh, I was sitting there, I went for chest x-rays, and it was after the chest x-ray that I was told I was going to be swabbed. Anyway, so I was swabbed. And when I finally got the results, the doctor said to me, you know, the results that we're sharing are from your chest x-ray. We're looking at it, and it looks like you have evidence of, you see the shading over here? It looks like you have mm-hmm. evidence of COVID, and it could be COVID pneumonia. I was like, okay. He says, well, we'll send you home. I'm going to refer you to an acute respiratory clinic, and they will contact you um, and just check and make sure that, you know, things are progressing well, you know? And he sent me along my way. And I feel like from the time I left there and got home, it's just my experience got worse and worse, right? Like, all of a sudden, breathing was really challenging, going up and down my stairs, you know, um, my husband made comment about, you know, how he was listening to me breathe um, when I was sleeping. It was horrible. Like, he obviously wasn't anywhere near me, but he could hear through the door. And a lot of times he would just crack the door to just make sure that everything was okay. Taking a shower was laborious, just tough. And I'm by myself, right, really. And uh, anyway, um, the ambulance ended up coming to my house three times. This is the third time that they took me away. Mm. And both times... Um, well, the first time we called him was because I couldn't catch my breath and, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I just feel emotional. Of course. I tell you, when you, when you, when all you want to do is be able to breathe, you mm. realize so much in life is not important. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so they came and, um. They checked my oxygen levels, and they were above 90, and they said, you know, we were to take you to... He says, first of all, you're like the, one of the healthiest COVID patients we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, if we take you to the hospital, you're just going to be an emergent. They're going to release you, you know? And so they left that night, and then there was another day they came, mm-hmm. and it was Thursday, and I believe that this was God's ever presence in my life. I'm sitting there. I get a call from the acute respiratory clinic, and uh, they t- asked me, you know, to check my oxygen levels because I had an oximeter by that time. Yeah. And it was below 90. Mm-hmm. He says, you need to go to the hospital, you know. And so um, the call 911, I was by myself, and uh, they came. And literally the guy just said, I don't need to come in. I'm just going to check your levels here. He confirmed it was below 90. And they put me into the ambulance, and they gave me oxygen. And that taking in, like... It was just two liters just taking in some oxygen. It's like such a gift, (laughs) you know? And um, so I, yeah, so I got to the hospital. It was, um, I'm very blessed. I do, I live in New York. I live in Richmond Hill and uh, um, Mackenzie Health was where I was, um, where I was going. And I remember getting to emerge. I was moved into a triage area and um, there was two other people in the room as well. And um, I can't even imagine it's more than an hour. You know, I'm really impressed. But they were already uh, administering, like, um, dexamethasone, I think it is called, dexamethasone and remdesivir. And uh, and then they gave me the news that they were going to have to admit me. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, 
I think that that's when a little bit of fear creeped in because I've only, you know, I don't know many people that have been admitted um, and come out before that. Like the stories I typically heard where they were admitted and I think about my uncle, you know, and uh, and then I realized that fear won't serve me well right now. But I don't think I recognized that until the next day or just before I went to bed because I always do my gratitude before I go to bed. And I said, mm. God, tomorrow I just I just ask for your presence, something, just give me a sign that, you know, everything's going to be okay. Mm. And um, and so I went to bed that night. And I think that that's another thing about COVID. Like, I, I knew we've been in isolation and we, we quarantine and all this and the other. And, yeah, it's like me and Easton, or I'm here most of the time by myself. And mm-hmm. you want to see your friends and this and the other. But when you have it, the level of isolation yeah it's crazy you know what I mean like even just the way people come and interact with you that can like the nurse is like this like full like a member when like it's full hazmat suit (laughs) it's like you know so you you realize you're this entity that is a contagion like you know like you're just Mm -hmm. and it feels like I can just imagine people that are not on the right of mind that can that can really impact you mentally you know, so I remember going to bed with that, you know, God, just give me a sign that everything's going to be okay. And I woke up day two and, um, shortly, you know, mid morning, like early morning, actually they came, they told me, Hey, we're going to be moving you to Cordelucci, which is that mm-hmm. new hospital in Vaughan, you know, mm-hmm. that $1.7 billion hospital. And I was like, Oh, okay, okay sure. I'll, you know, I'll go. And, uh, and I remember, you know, when I arrived at Cordelucci, like, first of all, I felt like a whole, and you know, me already, like I, I, I was very kind to everybody, you know what I mean? Like hailing up and the, the, the workers and the nurses and this, any other. So even as I was leaving the hospital, there was this woman who was doing a check because they were transferring a bunch of COVID patients over to that hospital. I was like, oh, is there a, like an exiting committee? Like, is this a reception? You know, she's like, yeah, we're, we're celebrating you going to the new hospital and stuff like that. And then when you arrive at this new hospital, and I share that because there is something about your environment that you get, you know, I was very blessed. The environment that you get to recover in and heal in could influence your healing I do believe there's a correlation I, to that. I agree. Yep. Yeah. And I was the first person, first patient in my, in my hospital room. Cordelucci is like the four seasons of hospitals, by the way. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then I just, I felt like that was God's sign, you know? So just, you know, thank, you know, again, just thanking God for that Thursday call from that doctor, because had he not called that day, who knows? and thanking God for giving me the sign that everything's going to be okay, and I just put my energies into recovery. I remember my second day there, the doctor came in, and I said, hey, can I, um, can I do push-ups today? Can I, can I try push-ups today? And he's like, uh, no. Because <laughs> I do Please push-ups there. Oh, my gosh. Did, sorry to interrupt you, but did everybody just hear that? She's in the hospital in isolation with COVID, hardly breathing normally, and she wants to do push-ups. Who a, does that? It would be a test of where I was, you know, like physically. Of course, of but anyway, course. no, I wasn't allowed. And anyway, so just, you know, to kind of wrap all of this together, that experience really did change me, you know, and I realized that. 
beyond the fact that my body had COVID, me and Keiichi was still born to win, designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, endowed with the seeds of greatness, and my daily strategies of know who you are. So affirm yourself in the morning, you know, be relentless, like never give up, like know that there's so much more for you out there. Be patient. This is going to take time for you to recover. You know, your lung capacity is going to be, but just you know, little steps and take it little steps and be positioned. Like I got so much love that it mm-hmm. made me realize, you know, my network is big and, and I'm so well positioned in the hearts and minds and the prayers of so many people. And all of that warmth and energy was just supporting my healing, you know, yes. and my family, my husband just positioned themselves so well around me. And like my tribe were just amazing. And, I relished in all of that, and I realized I flourished and thrived through this entire experience, and I will be better than I was pre, you know, because there's always room for better. And, and yes, I ventrified over the, you know, full f- four, to four weeks or so that I've been, like, unwell, and but I'm going to build new muscles, and I'm going to build yes. a new physique. And, you know, I've, I've really learned that there's certain things I was focused on that are not priorities, and I haven't even taken them up again, you know, so mm-hmm. just, and I just love more and I love bigger and yeah, I just, your mind wow. is everything. And if there's anything I could tell anyone is like our perspective of the season of life that we're in matters. A lot of us are thinking, God, I can't believe this is here, but what if I told you that this is all part of the plan? Mm-hmm. Like I actually said that to myself, I said, okay, God, you put me here. What's the message you're trying to move through me? You know? Yeah. And so I realized it's telling the story from a a perspective of thriving because people will get that. People need that. Oh, and that's so powerful. And at the beginning, you did say, fear won't do me well, quoted. And, uh, And that's true because I think that so many of us, if we're in that situation where we have COVID or we know someone that does, we're scared. How could we not be? Um, but if there's one thing that maybe you can wrap this session up as to what did you do? What advice do you give to anyone that's affected somehow by COVID to help them thrive? What would you say was the catalyst in you being able to do that mind shift? It's so interesting. Just as you said that, I just noticed uh, on my phone, mm-hmm. just uh, I got a notification, a, a meaningful life just started following me. A meaningful wow. life. And I think that that's my closure. It's your belief that you have meaning in your life. I'd like, literally, I couldn't have planned that any better. Just showed up. And I never really look at my distractions. I looked over. A meaningful life started following me. There's meaning in your life. That's beautiful. And when you realize that, then you realize this moment that you're in is is here to make you stronger. You're going to adopt that ego mindset and fly into this tornado and realize that it's going to carry you higher. Just don't miss the message in the mess of the situation. There's always a message, you know? Yeah. Always a message. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, God, for allowing Kitchi to go through this experience and teach us these lessons. Thank you for being with us here today and being so vulnerable and sharing your experience with us. Thank you. I know that it must have been very difficult being on oxygen in that hospital. Mm-hmm. 
but here you are today yeah, thriving back i'm getting i'm getting my i'm getting my my full thrive back i it's <laughs> i didn't have my energy last week but woo, yeah. even i was like where's that i i get when people now say yeah. you have such amazing energy i'm like yeah i actually yeah. understand that now <laughs> Good. And so are you back to doing push-ups? Yes, of course. I started. <laughs> I think sure. I might have started the night I came back. I can't stop me now. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. Our time is up. Uh, thank you so much for being vulnerable. We no really problem. love you so much. I appreciate it. And I know people are thriving through that message. And remember, there's so much meaning in your life. So live every day from that perspective. Yes. I love you all. Love you, Gabby. But this love. is the time where I have to say... We're out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so there you have it. I trust you're saying to yourself, I'm fully empowered in my skin. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you feel can benefit from the empowering content that we deliver. As Tom Billia says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been fun hanging with you. It's your girl and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>